This episode of Womanica is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all wear many hats. We're daughters and sons, mothers and fathers, partners and friends. Sometimes the stress of it all feels paralyzing. When I have days when I'm feeling like I can't do it all, I go to BetterHelp. It's affordable, convenient, and catered to me and what I need. When I take time for myself, I'm better for everyone else. I want to help you start living a happier life today. As a Womanica listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com EW. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot E-W. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about visionaries. Today, we're talking about one of the most prolific and important expressionist artists of the 20th century. Her work was political from its inception and balanced aesthetics with new and daring art styles. She dedicated her art to representing those who inspired her and those who rarely saw themselves represented in mainstream art. Please welcome Elizabeth Catlett. Elizabeth was born in Washington, D.C. on April 15, 1915. She was the youngest of three children born to John and Mary Catlett, both public school teachers, though her father died a few months before Elizabeth's birth. Growing up, Elizabeth was surrounded by the narratives of black women in her family, including her mother and grandmothers, both of whom were formerly enslaved. Elizabeth knew she wanted to be an artist from a young age, but at the time, there were few female professional artists, and even fewer who were African-American. After graduating from high school in 1931, Elizabeth enrolled at Howard University. There, she found a community of Black artists that inspired her to take up many forms of art, including printmaking and painting. She graduated cum laude in 1935, and five years later became the first student to receive a Master's of Fine Arts in Sculpting from the University of Iowa. There, she took the advice of her mentor, Grant Wood. He told students to do something that you know a lot about. Elizabeth realized her calling laid with the stories she heard growing up from her mother and grandmothers. Her work would revolve around women, black people, and working people throughout her career. For the next two years, Elizabeth taught art at Dillard University in New Orleans. She held an unshakable dedication to her students. At one point, she was determined for them to visit a Picasso exhibit at a museum located in City Park, an area that was restricted for white residents until 1958. So she bussed her students to the museum entrance on a day the museum would be closed to the white public. Elizabeth became part of a politically active artistic community producing work for social change. It would affect the scope of her work for the length of her career. In 1942, Elizabeth and husband artist Charles White moved to New York. There, they found an active community of African-American artists, musicians, and intellectuals. Elizabeth encountered many new ideas that affected her work including Cubist-derived abstraction. But most importantly, she worked as a director and teacher at the George Washington Carver People's School, a night school for working folks in Harlem. She spoke often with her students and was inspired by them to pursue a fellowship to produce a series of prints, paintings, and sculptures centering Black women. During the second year of the fellowship, Elizabeth moved to Mexico to pursue an interest in the mural and graphic art movement produced in the wake of the Mexican Revolution. She returned to the U.S. to end her marriage to Charles, and then established permanent residency in Mexico. 
There, she worked as a guest artist at the internationally recognized Taller de Grafica Popular. She produced The Black Woman, the best-known component of her fellowship project, a series of 15 lino cuts acknowledging the harsh reality, fears, struggles, and achievements of Black women's labor through renderings of both historical heroines and ordinary African-American women. Though Elizabeth had made a life for herself in Mexico, it didn't come without its trouble. Following World War II, the U.S. government escalated its attacks on progressive artists, intellectuals, and activists. Due to her activism both in the U.S. and in Mexico, Elizabeth was among those targeted. She was deemed an undesirable alien. At the Taller, she fell in love with a fellow artist named Francisco Mora. They married in 1947, had three children, and remained together until Mora's death. Through her immersion in Mexican life, Elizabeth became increasingly aware of the commonalities among African-American and Mexican people's histories and experiences, which she reflected in her work. She was especially drawn to African and pre-Hispanic Mexican sources in her art. She also enjoyed modernist abstraction, which she noted had roots in African sculpture. In 1959, Elizabeth became the first woman sculpture professor at the National University of Mexico. She became a Mexican citizen in 1962 and was denied entry to the U.S. until 1971, when, after a letter-writing campaign, she was granted a visa to attend the opening of her solo show at the Studio Museum in Harlem. From Mexico, Elizabeth proclaimed solidarity with the civil rights and black power movements, especially when it came to the role of women via her art. Elizabeth retired from teaching in 1975, but she continued to create art that called for justice for oppressed people. Her work, especially her sculptures, reflected the determination, resiliency, and passion of her subjects, as well as the depth and nuance of her career as an artist. Elizabeth died on April 2, 2012, at her home in Cuernavaca, Mexico. She was 96 years old. All month, we're honoring incredible artistic visionaries. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. And special thanks to Alessandra Tejeda, who curated this month's theme. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey team, it's Jenny. I have a quick request. We love the Womanica community, and we're eager to get to know you better. That's why we created a short listener survey to learn more about you and what you want to hear on the show. Check out wondermedianetwork.com survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win brand new Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com survey. It's quick, I promise. You can also find the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for taking the time.